Hello, and welcome to Small Steps Right Direction, a podcast devoted to helping you find your amazing world one step at a time. In each episode, we will be discussing ways you can start building a life that leaves you going to bed feeling proud and waking up feeling purposeful. Here at YAW, we are dedicated to continuous growth and development and believe that no matter your goal, one step in the right direction can change your trajectory forever. Finding your very own amazing world can be a big task. Be sure to unlock all of our weekly resources and support by joining our inclusive Facebook community, Your Amazing World. So without further ado, hit that subscribe button and let's start stepping. All right. So today we are continuing with our habit series and I'm super excited because we are cracking our top six. This whole series is the 12 habits that are the most foundational and life altering for everyone regardless of what your goal is, regardless of where you're at in your life, these are the habits upon which you can build your goals, your health, your happiness, your relationships, and create the life you want, show up authentically, wake up every day feeling purposeful, and fall asleep every night feeling proud, which is what I believe everyone wants. Like, who doesn't want that? All right. So, This week, we are talking about number five and number six and our list of habits that are most essential for your life. Ready for it? Okay. So number six is bedtime routine. I know. Some of you are probably sitting out there right now and you're pretty shocked that bedtime routine edged out morning routine. And maybe some of you are thinking that it's because I'm a night owl. And so you're thinking, well, you know, you, of course, prefer bedtime routine. You are a night owl. But that's not why. The reason bedtime routine is so important is because it sets you up for a good night's sleep. All right. I need to get into this conversation. The sleep conversation is so vitally important, and we are just not talking about sleep enough, clearly, because the average American is getting five or less hours of sleep a night. Y'all, you heard me right. I said five. Sleep has now edged out exercise as the number two factor in weight loss and health. Not sleeping, not sleeping does physical damage to your body, causes physical and mental health issues, causes judgment issues and cognitive issues and reaction issues, and is a profoundly huge cause of accidents, car accidents and home accidents. It is a big deal. The fact that we're not sleeping as a nation is a profoundly huge problem. Okay. And why, why are we not sleeping as a nation? Well, let's think about this. Um, Stress, right? Overstimulation. Yes. Screens all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I could go on all day, but all of these issues are resolved with a really solid bedtime routine. Okay. You have probably heard that in order to get a good night's sleep, your body needs to produce 
melatonin. You have probably heard that melatonin levels increasing help you fall asleep. Now, some of you I know, mm -hmm, some of you I know are supplementing with melatonin. All right. And listen, if your doctor wants you to supplement with melatonin and you feel bad supplementing with melatonin, I am not going to tell you to go against your doctor's orders. What I am going to tell you, though, is that your body can produce melatonin in most cases. What I am going to tell you is helping your body produce melatonin is really, really important. Being able to signal your body that you are going to be going to sleep soon, that it is time for rest, that it is not time for stress, it is not time for stimulation, it is not time to solve the world's problems, it is time to sleep, it is not time to think about what you said to somebody at work today that they might or might not be upset about, right? I don't know about y'all, but before I started a good solid bedtime routine, the number of times I laid in bed with social anxiety, thinking about something I had said a week before or something I should have said in response to somebody was just unbelievable, okay? Unbelievable. And the whole time, perhaps if I'd have been sleeping well, I would have actually responded better or felt better in that situation to begin with. Okay. So how do we get ourselves to sleep? How do we train our bodies to produce melatonin? How do we tell our bodies it's sleeping time now? Okay. How exactly do we do that? How can we impact the chemical function of our bodies without taking a medication? How do we do that? Well, we create a solid bedtime routine. Now, your bedtime routine can be any length that you choose for it to be with one big caveat, okay? And that is all screens need to go off at, at least a half an hour before bed, at least a half an hour before bed. Even with blue light glasses, even with blue light blocking glasses that you can get on Amazon, and I know my eye doctor puts the blue light block in my glasses now, okay? Even with them, you're still exposed to too much stimulation and too much blue light when you're staring at screens, okay? All the screens need to be turned off a half an hour before bed. And that includes the TV in your bedroom, which, oh, please. Please get the TV out of your bedroom. Okay, I know I'm not going to convince most of you to do that. I will give up on that one. But turning off all those screens a half an hour before bed gives your brain some time to unwind, stops the stimulation, stops the constant input and inflow that can be so overwhelming and detrimental to our sleep. And the lack of blue light helps your brain start producing melatonin. Now, when your melatonin levels escalate, you get more and more and more sleepy. Some of you may notice that you need an hour of no screen time before bed. If you are like me and you're prone to anxiety, you may need less social media in particular before bed. It might make you anxious. It might stress you out when you're exposed to things in social media that are 
potentially overwhelming or a lot of conflict, right? I never watch the news before bed. Oh my word, I would never fall asleep, okay? So just knowing what those inputs are that tend to make you anxious or tend to interfere with your sleep can really help. But having the consistent rule of no screens within a half an hour of bed, by the way, for yourself and for your children is absolutely essential. Now, whenever I say this, people are like, well, what am I gonna do? I'm going to just sit there for a half an hour and stare at the walls. Well, I take that time once my screens are off to do the rest portion of my bedtime routine. You see, I have a two-part bedtime routine and I call it reset and rest. So last week we talked about success setup and I was talking about how if you're a night person, sometimes it's better to do that at nighttime right? If you tend to struggle with anxiety, it helps to do certain things at night to get all of that out, right? So in my reset portion, before I turn my screens off, I look at my my planner and calendar. I make sure that my to-do list is up to date. Those are on my computer, so I need to do it there. I make sure that I do any journaling on my computer that I want to do. I do a thing called a brain dump, especially if I have a lot of stuff going on in my head where I just get it all out on paper and make sure that anything that I'm thinking of, like call the plumber, ends up in my schedule, all right? I set up my lunch or my breakfast for the next day and get out my clothes. And this is also when I tend to wash my my face and brush my teeth. Now, once my screens are off, Okay, this is the time to prepare my body for rest. And what that means is performing certain rituals that I find relaxing or soothing. Now, this would be a great time for me personally to do some meditation. This is a great time to do some breath work. This is an awesome time to do your gratitude journal or your regular journal. Every single night before I go to bed, I write down my accomplishments, which we'll be talking about in a couple of weeks. I grab a cup of chamomile lavender tea and I read a nonfiction book, y'all. Now, listen, you can read whatever you want if you like to read at night. But if I read a fiction book and I get really into it, I will probably stay up all night to finish it. That's just the reality. So I tend to do all of my personal growth reading and business reading at night. And that way I don't get so engaged that I can't go to sleep, right? So getting a clear and clean bedtime routine helps to set the wheels in motion. Your body starts to recognize the signals. You create the physical habit of producing melatonin. You start to find that you are tired. You're drinking your chamomile tea and you're reading your book and you're like, wow, I don't even know if I can read another page because you start to get tired. You start to get tired because you have done the same thing over and over again. And your brain knows this means it's time for rest. That's what this means. And it gives you the ability to get to sleep and to stay asleep, okay? Your quality and duration of sleep will improve. Now, most people need about seven to nine hours of sleep 
Listen, if you need more or less sleep, if you know that you need more or less sleep, that's okay. Because remember, we're going to go with our own body's natural rhythm. How do you know? Start doing your bedtime routine. Okay. And see what time you wake up naturally. So if you fall asleep at 10 o'clock, do you naturally wake up at seven or do you naturally wake up at five? This is really important in determining what your optimal sleep schedule is. And do not be surprised if it changes based on your hormone cycles or based on season. Most people need a little more sleep in the winter. All right. So as we're coming into the fall months, it's important to know that sometimes sometime around January, February, you're likely to need about a half an hour more sleep a night. And that means you want to slide that morning or that bedtime routine back and give yourself some more space. A great way to do that, by the way, is to do it during the clock change. Okay. Do it when the clock changes. Just keep your routine the same. Do not adjust it. All right. And that way you're going to bed a little bit earlier, but the clock has changed. So you feel like it's later. Okay. So you usually get ready. You usually start bedtime routine at 10 o'clock. You just set the clocks back. So it's nine o'clock. Start your bedtime routine at nine from now on, because going through the winter, you're going to need a little more sleep. There you go. That's a heck of a pro tip there, right there. Okay. So We want to make sure that we are conditioning our bodies to sleep and to sleep well. Rest is essential for creativity and productivity for our mental health. It is incredibly important. We tend to be more irritable, more anxious, and more prone to depression when we're not getting an appropriate amount of sleep. And I don't know if anyone would argue with the idea that one of the worst things is feeling sleep deprived, needing to sleep and not being able to. We have trained our bodies to push through and not sleep. And we're wearing them out. There are a multitude of diseases, of serious diseases, things like cancer and heart disease and diabetes that are exacerbated or can that sleep, lack of sleep is a contributing factor. It is absolutely essential. I cannot speak enough about it. And the best way to ensure a good night's sleep is to have a consistent bedtime routine. Now, remember that bedtime routine needs to be at least a half an hour so that you have time to turn those screens off. Okay. Now, from there, you may decide to build out a longer or shorter bedtime routine. My personal bedtime routine takes about an hour and a half, which works for me because I'm a night owl and it's helpful for me to do all of my success setup things in the evening. So your bedtime routine is about what works best for you, but the one golden rule is shut down those screens. Absolutely need to shut down those screens. Now, the next habit, habit number five, kind of plays well into both morning and bedtime routine. And that habit is alone time. Now, listen, You can spend your alone time doing a whole lot of things. You could spend your alone time just enjoying your cup of coffee. You could spend your alone time writing in your journal. You could spend your alone time, right? There's a series of things that you can do during your alone time. You could go for a walk during your alone time. You could do some yoga during your alone time. You could meditate during your alone time. But you need alone time 
Okay. And what I mean when I say alone time is no TV. Okay. By the way, you can do this in your half an hour. No TV, no cell phone, no music even, unless it's some background thing like that you're not engaging at all. Okay. No music even. Nothing else in your brain. What we're trying to do in our alone time is spend time with ourselves, spend time thinking, okay, listening to our own thoughts, listening to our own dreams, getting curious about ourselves. We have stopped doing that. We let the world tell us who we are from the time that we're born. And many of us get into our adult lives and we have these periods of time where we're like, I feel like I've completely lost myself. I feel like I don't even know who I am. I feel like I know who I'm supposed to be. I know what I should do, but I don't even know who I am. And we don't want that to happen. And if that has already happened, We want to come back from it. And the best way to do that is alone time. Now, one of the things I'm going to suggest that you do in your alone time is not only think about what's going on right now, but also think about what's going on or what you want to have going on in the future. Where do you see yourself five years from now? What are your dreams? What are your big goals? Who do you see around you? What's happening there, right? And how is that going to happen? What kind of person are you becoming? What do you see next in your life? What sets your heart on fire? What makes you happy? What's exciting for you? Dreaming in our alone time and thinking about where we're headed in our alone time helps to create pathways in our brains. It helps us to think through how we're going to get there. It impacts how we spend our day, what habits and activities we pursue, what relationships we're in, how able we are to say no. It impacts our confidence level and our ability to achieve our goals, okay? To dream bigger, to grow, and to step outside of our comfort zone. Because see, here's the thing. If you've imagined who you are becoming or what your goal is for a month from now or three months from now or three years from now. If you've imagined it and you've thought about it enough times, it's much easier to see it as real and see it as possible. It's a lot less scary to take that first step into that space to pursue that first habit to do that first bit of goal work when you've already been thinking about it. It helps you prevent procrastination. It helps you create motivation and momentum. It helps you stay connected to who you are and be excited about where you're going. All right. Now, you may have noticed that in all this talk about what you're thinking about in the future, I haven't mentioned yet what's happening right now. I haven't mentioned what's already happened. So let's take a minute and talk about where those play a role in your alone time, okay? I highly recommend meditation in alone time. I highly recommend breath work and yoga. It's very important for you to recognize that the moment you're in is the only moment you have. It's very important for you to spend time in that moment. And it's important to approach yourself in that day with curiosity. This is not an opportunity to be alone, to beat yourself up and 
tell yourself that you're disappointing and you're a quitter or a failure or whatever other things you have playing in your head. This is the time to get curious. What happened today? All right. I had every intention of working out today and I didn't. Okay. So what happened and how can I set myself up for success tomorrow? Listen, we are not taking this time to beat ourselves up. We're taking this time to get to know ourselves. That's the point of alone time, getting to know ourselves, being a little introspective, digging in there and thinking about who am I and what do I need? If I didn't get my workout done today, it's not because I suck. It's not because I'm not self-disciplined enough. It's not because I'm not motivated. It's not because I'm a big fat failure and I am destined to be a failure. It's because something happened today or something didn't happen today that got in the way. What is that thing and what can I do to better show up for to better show up for and better support myself? We're going to look at ourselves like we are our best friends. Like we are the great love of our lives. And if you were spending time with the great love of your life alone, one, you would know you need alone time with that person. Okay. And two, if they were telling you about how they missed it today, or they made a mistake today, or they failed today, or they messed up today, right? You would not be taking that opportunity to beat them up. You would be getting curious. You would be trying to help them find a solution. You would be encouraging them and supporting them. And during your alone time with yourself, by the way, your number one relationship, the great love of your life, you are going to do that for you. So to get into this habit, because I know that this is not our first nature, most of us do not do this naturally or easily to get into this habit during our alone time, we are going to keep before us, whether you write it on a post-it note or you write it at the top of your journal page, would you say this to the love of your life, to your spouse, to your best friend, to your child? Would you speak to them like that? Would you have the dialogue with them that you are having internally with yourself? And if the answer is no, make the adjustment. We're spending time alone with ourselves so that we can nourish ourselves, so that we can really deeply know and love and accept ourselves. That's why we're doing it, okay? And we want to always keep our focus and intention there because that's what matters most. Now, I'm going to just give you this bit of advice. Unless you have a time machine, all right? We're not going to spend time in the past, okay? With the very, very small exception of if something in your past is the thing that is creating the barrier for something that you needed in this present moment, and you need to address that or analyze it or see a therapist about it, then we're going to go ahead and take a look, okay? Just a little peek though. This alone time is really about connecting with who you are now, nurturing who you are now, and casting your vision or stepping into your dream, preparing yourself to walk in the space, in the authenticity, and in the life that you desire. That you desire because you absolutely 
deserve to have that life. Remember, you are amazing. As one of our listeners, we want to see you exceed all of your personal goals. Be sure to grab your free seven-day trial of your amazing essentials to help you along the way at www.youramazingessentials.com. Our hope is that this program equips you with all the tools you need to establish and maintain an exciting new perspective on personal growth, wellness, and productivity. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us. And we can't wait to start crushing all of our goals together. In the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe here and keep stepping with us all week long inside our inclusive Facebook community, Your Amazing World. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll be back next week to keep stepping together.